Hello and welcome to another episode of iZombie Radio. I was missing last week, if you couldn't recognize my voice. I'm one of your regular hosts, Sean Carpenter, and I'm here with my usual suspects, Blaze Hopkins and Chris King. Chris, how's it going, buddy? Uh, pretty well, Sean, overall. I'm, uh, you know, doing doing okay. It was a good Easter weekend this past weekend. We're recording this like a week after the episodes aired. Uh, but yeah, and uh, some nice some nice family time, just kind of trying to get back into the the groove with everything it's been a weird like month because with the weather here on the east coast and stuff it like really screwed up with my like school and and work schedule and so i don't know i feel like i haven't been on like a good like regular schedule in the past four weeks so kind of getting back into my routines kind of uh kicked me in the butt a little bit so i'm a little tired right now but uh excited to as always to dive into this episode with you guys because uh we missed you we missed you last time I missed I missed being here last time, but con preparation took priority. <laughs> um, and Mr. Blaze, how's it going, buddy? It is going well. Um, I am uh, also tired and uh, just ready to uh, knock this out. But yeah, I mean, good to have you back and. Uh... I'm excited to do this episode and then sort of, uh, you know, trail into the show, being back and everything. Sweet. Well, this week, well, I mean, last week, or was it the week before? I can't remember. It, what it, day it, is it? <laughs> it was on uh, March 26th, the episode aired. So last last wow well, i'm gonna say last tuesday last, last monday monday but, okay. but real real quick before we we get into that do we want to quickly mention the the twitter uh hashtag that happened last night which was pretty cool yeah um, yeah it's uh, go it's, go for it dude yeah, no, it's yeah, all no, you just, well just the only i just because i was doing some of the tweets last night from the iZombie radio account. But basically, the iZombie podcast, uh, um, they, uh, with Steph and the other person's name is now... Robin. Escaping me. Robin, thank you. Steph uh, and Robin. And uh, they had a really cool idea because on Monday, uh, April 2nd, uh, it, was, it was announced about all the like 10 cw shows that got renewed like even dynasty got renewed which like why and how and okay but uh and uh but but we didn't hear anything from i about iZombie yet which was you know it's understandable because the show has only started airing new episodes like for about a month a little over a month now um, and we'll probably wait to hear in May but they had this really cool idea last night since there was no new episode of tweeting out like tweeting to the CW um, like, you know, reasons for why the show should get renewed with the hashtag RenewIZombie. So we took part in some of those, but there were some really great ones, really fun ones. Um, You know, the act, like Rose Rose McIver, I know for sure, tweeted out, like, her thanks. Like, she noticed it last night. Um, And, like, I I know other actors and the writer's room as well was uh, being interactive with fans last night uh, on Monday 
and so last night for when we we're recording this uh, on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, I just thought it was a really cool thing to see all these fans kind of grouped together, um, you know, from all over the world and, and kind of show their passion and love for the show. And uh, so, yeah, if you guys, uh, I mean, I would keep tweeting it. I think it's definitely something we want to keep trending. So if you want to see the show renewed, it's a good idea to tweet at the CW. And if you want to see what we came up with, some of our reasons are more funny than others. Like I tweeted last night that we wouldn't, we need more Clive reaction shots. And, like, that's something that we need for season five because Malcolm Goodwin looking surprised, flustered, or just confused is, is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about that when we get into to the episode. But, yeah, uh, anyway, guys, I just think it's a cool idea and a kind of fun way, too, to bring fans together, um, you know, who maybe you wouldn't talk to on Twitter otherwise. Uh, so, yeah, hashtag RenewEyeZombie. And uh, hopefully we will get that season five pickup come May. Seriously though, why Dynasty? I I think the ratings have picked up or something. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just super happy. I'm just super happy. Uh, Jane the Virgin's coming back, and uh, I mean the all the DC shows were kind of a lock. So that was yeah. that was the only one I was really worried about, and. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man, but I mean the CW's expanding to six nights of program next uh, programming in the fall because they're doing Sundays, so I don't know. They just want to fill up the space, <laughs> I guess. Maybe I I, I I haven't watched Dynasty, so maybe it's a good guilty pleasure. Not sure. I've I've been there with the guilty pleasures, but yeah, it's 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 ratings were not good, so no one was expecting that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just excited because. Legends is bringing Constantine as a series regular, so yeah, that should that, be that was that fun. Should, <laughs> that, should, that should be cool. I got to catch up on that show and a bunch of others. And the first five episodes of Constantine's new animated series dropped as well, which brings me into WonderCon because I actually got to interview the dude at WonderCon, which was pretty dope. That stuff uh, will be out soon. You, you interviewed Matt Ryan? I interviewed and sat next to Matt Ryan. Nice. Very cool, man. Very cool. It, it was it was one of my crowning achievements of WonderCon 2018. Um, but be on the lookout for that stuff once the video actually gets done. Because um, God knows when that's going to be done. <laughs> I, and you mentioned off-air, too, that you saw some pretty cool iZombie cosplays. Uh, yeah, I definitely saw at least one live. Um, the pale makeup and the white wig and the hoodie kind of gave it away. And there was at least one Robbie. I can't remember the guy's handle at all. I'm pretty sure my girlfriend posted a picture with him. I think. I don't remember. Um, I'm stalling for time if you couldn't figure out as I'm just... Uh, just scrolling through my girlfriend's Instagram feed. Uh, no, I did, she did not post it, so it's somewhere on my phone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's getting a little more exposure. But I suggested to him crop top Ravi be his next cosplay choice, um, <laughs> because he hadn't caught up with the season yet. So I'm like. Crop top Ravi, 
just do it. They could always go for naturalist Robbie, although that might not get through. Uh, that might that might trigger <laughs> some uh, some issues with people. Well, there were some very interesting um, minimalist cosplay. But... Oh God. Oh, man. <laughs> before before we get down that rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway. Um so <laughs> it seems to be that there's no other news really other than promos for the next episode and I mean that that's about it. Granted I searched up iZombie season four, episode five, and Chris's review came up as the third uh the third link. That's cool. Nice. Go read yeah. it if you haven't, folks. Oh, wait. Work. My bad. Fourth link. But ah. still. But still. Five. Yeah, right above TV Fanatic and right below Signal Horizon. Well, take that TV Fanatic and screw you, Signal Horizon. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> and Den of Geek gets two spots because one of them's episode six's promo. Hmm. Well, I'm doing it without screeners, so whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, so episode five, Goon Squad. Or Goon Squad. Goonstruck. Goonstruck. <laughs> the most Canadian this show will probably ever get, and I loved every second of it. Uh, <laughs> like, it hit all the Canadian stereotypes with hockey players. Um, especially just Clive. Just, oh my gosh. That whole thing. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I lo- yeah, Clive's, uh, Clive's <laughs> terrible Canadian accent was definitely a highlight. Yeah. And for those who were paying close attention to the music cues, when uh, Major and Don E pull up to that gas station convenience store, it's a Sum 41 song yes. playing over the radio. So just take the Canadian just a little bit, a little bit higher, even though it has nothing to do with Liv. It was just a very fitting music cue for the episode. Not only because it's a Canadian band, but also because of what Donnie does in the gas station. Because <laughs> he goes a little too deep. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I'm a sucker for for music like 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 that. So it was fun. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I think that's where you know when we this show proves its uh, attention to detail once again. Well, I mean, two episodes ago we had a RuPaul song during the yeah. the dressing montage. So. Nah. It, it's pretty solid. Definitely. And I like, too, that, you know, it was more than just, um, play, you know, playing with this kind of Canadian stereotypes. Like, it allowed certain actors to get to do things they don't usually do. Like, for example, Clive's, like, accent. Like, Malcolm Goodwin in this episode got to kind of be, like, big and loud and broad funny which he doesn't usually get to be because Clive's just kind of reacting to things and it's more like subtle humor but I like the fact that he kind of got to like 
go for it um, a little bit more. Even even his enthusiasm with like watching Liv play hockey and calling Ravi in to watch it too, mm-hmm. and like them being like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest brain ever." Uh, that was that was a ton of fun. <sighs> trying to think of what else. Um, I mean, <sighs> did the writing, did the writers not think of a better general name than General Mills? <laughs> yeah, another uh, sly choice by them. Those trolls. Yeah, they they like to have, they like to have fun with names. Next, next we'll have a Captain Crunch or something like that. That might be a little too over the line, but it's not like it's not been done in media before. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun little things. I mean, this this episode got dramatic, man. This episode was like, it took I don't a know. Turn. About, well, <laughs> yeah, because like I don't know about you guys, but like I spent my pretty much my whole review, like just talking about like the final sequence itself and like what it means for the show. Uh, not to jump straight to it, but I mean, I don't know how we really can. Yeah, I mean, I think I think like as a whole, this episode really did just. I think really hone in the fact that um, hone in on the fact that this uh, this season is going to come down to sort of this uh, big political battle and sort of explore this uh, you know the topic of creating new zombies and saving people and uh, the coyote business and obviously you know it it's been slowly building to that but this really busted things open um and i i had brought it up was it last week or with you chris where i said i thought maybe live would uh take over uh, um i think it might have been i forget it if it was been last week yeah I, I forget i you, i mean you said it on a podcast one of one of the more recent ones obviously yeah so I mean, I think, yeah, you just have all these interesting factors because on top of that, you know, you have her diving into that fully, and then on top of that, um, I think we're going to see, obviously Major is going to get more involved because he's sort of uh, kind of hiding a secret now that's going to put him into an interesting position just in terms of how he... uh, you know, he had to turn, uh, what's her name, the the daughter of, uh, of the, like, chiefs of the military? He, uh, General Mills' daughter, yeah. Sloan. Um, Slo- that's Sloan her name, Sloan, her name. yeah. Um, yeah, Sloan Mills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, he, he turned her, and basically that's... I think that's pretty. That's a pretty big, uh, big thing because it, it'll. If Chase does find out, which I imagine at some point he will, you know, it's going to put him in the tough position of having to uh, stick to his word, even if 
it turns out it is one of his own turning well, somebody. Didn't didn't Chase find out that she's a zombie though? Or no? I was confused by that. I thought he knew or was it just the fact that she was No, he did know because he knows because he tells her about um that like she's gonna about the brain rations. Oh yeah, that's true. And I guess you know, but I guess again, just with so I guess maybe, and I'll I'll counter this. So I guess maybe what the problem might become is the fact that if it gets out, that because obviously, I mean that makes sense because obviously, um, you know, the reason they're kidnapping her is so they basically can't get nuked or anything. And so now if it gets out, though, Chase Graves uses the guillotine on anybody who, you know, uh, illegally turns people into zombies because of the brain crisis. If it gets out that he allowed one to slide by um, and allowed one of his soldiers to turn that person, then that'll obviously be, you know, just another interesting development in, I guess, this whole back and forth and how the public... uh, Use him. Definitely. I mean, what did you guys think? Because I think that's one of the most interesting parts of the episode is like his, like this idea that Mama Leon, uh, she like kind of tapped into Chase's humanity in a way mm-hmm. that we haven't seen, which is why he was so hesitant to kill her. Um. And but ultimately he faces like all that pressure from his like counsel, which I don't know. Like we've never seen him kind of like deal with like other members of like the Fillmore Graves team like that before, which I thought was interesting. But I, I think it showed that he that you know him creating the guillotine and everything. I think that he really did just was just doing that as like a scare tactic, and I think that he clearly was. This episode sort of proved that. You know, his goal was, like, he, I think it was, like, he never thought he would have to use it. Um, You know, like, I think he was hoping that he could put it off to the point where he would come up with a solution for the brain shortage problem. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, I, yeah, you know, I guess when push comes to shove, like you said, Chris, he had all this peer pressure on him and all of this, uh, I don't know. You know, all, all the people that are, I guess, closest to him, forcing him into a decision. And uh, and it's tough because he is the, not only a militaristic leader, but the leader of a nation, in a sense. And, uh, and while he did reveal some of his, uh, his softer side or sort of more sympathetic side in this episode, uh, at the end of the day, you know, I th- never... I didn't, you know, Chase is not one to really show weakness if it will cost him power. I think, I mean, do you think, Sean, like, because I wrote about this in my review, do you think this kind of makes him, like, now somewhat irredeemable? Is is he now, like, one of the season's, like, big bads along with Angus, obviously? I don't think so, particularly. He... He's pretty much in charge of the city. Like, screw the actual mayor. The mayor doesn't do squat. Mm-hmm. 
Fillmore Graves, and more importantly, Chase Graves, is the law of the land. And he understands that if he doesn't set an example, that people are just going to keep turning people. And what's going to happen if everyone's a zombie and there's not enough food to go around? We see this later in the episode with, um, or even earlier in the episode, sorry, with the bus driver and how the brain rations have gotten, like the the concentration of brains in the brain tubes is so low that people are still going feral. Still going feral at the first sight of a brain. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get worse from there if more and more zombies keep getting made. Which in reality is great business for Blaine, but not for Chase. And Chase kind of has Blaine... Well, I don't want to say it, even though Angus said it, but basically what Angus said. Well, but I guess he doesn't have him anymore now, right? Because he delivered Mama Leon and... I want to say that there's a caveat to that. Because Hmm. Blaine still is technically the series' big bad. He's pretty much the reason behind the zombie outbreak. Like, even if it's inadvertently, like, he inadvertently started the zombie plague, it's still all on him. And he has all the cures. No, definitely. I mean, I, I think, you know, whenever the show does end, I think Blaine is going to be the series like it's going to be him as like the final bad guy I, I would think mm-hmm. yeah um, that really needs to get taken down as it should be it kind of reminds me in some ways of uh of Boyd Crowder on the show Justified which uh I don't know how many of our listeners have seen but he was like the main villain in season one very similar to Blaine and then they kept him around for the next uh you know, four to five seasons before making him, like, the main villain again in the final season. And it was great because they made him such a rich, complex villain. And mm-hmm. so, and the reason they, you know, kept him uh, going for as long as they did was uh, Walton Goggins on that show, similar to David Andrews on this one, is just so damn so damn entertaining. Um, you know, like, even though he's doing despicable things, you can't help but enjoy watching him do it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, which is definitely I, the case with Blaine. I feel like in order to keep Blaine at bay, to focus on the Church of Angus and the greater sort of, oh, the world wants to nuke us sort of threat, he still has to be at Fillmore Graves' beck and call. Even if it's not as frequent he still probably goes goes to blaine and sees what's up and blaine sort of kind of is still immersed in that as long as he can because in hind like in future sight and in hindsight it's in his best interest to play nice with this group that could easily just come in and exterminate him if need be 
if he so much as so coughs in a wrong manner. No, very, very true. And I mean, Fillmore, we know Fillmore Graves and Angus's church are on a collision course too. Um, that's what I think this, this season is heading to right now. While Liv gets into her own as this new coyote. Um, and that's if the season gets continued, I feel like that's going to be the through line between this season and the next season is that she's now doing this behind Fillmore Graves' back, behind Major's back, and even behind Clive's back. Well, I feel like Major's got to find out before mm-hmm. the season's over. Right. And that's like, because that's, that's going to be Major's conflict, right? Is does he does he side with Liv? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, does he, whereas Chase Graves kind of uh, rejects the humanity of Mama Leon, does Major embrace the humanity that Liv is showing? Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. That's, that's kind of how I see the more personal conflict throughout the rest of the season. Uh-huh. But there, but there's so much more to it. Like, Sean, you brought up the great thing with, like, that little story about the bus driver. Mm-hmm. It's like, not only does it show, again, like, that brain rations are down, but it's also, like, a great, you know, it's a, it's a mirror to discrimination in our own world. Not to, again, not to get, like, overtly political, but it is. They don't want the guy driving because he's a zombie. And... You know, we've seen that kind of discrimination in this country with different things. And I just, but then, and then again, but then to have Peyton like fighting on his side and then to be like, but not to be proven wrong necessarily, because I don't think this discrimination was necessarily right there. Because if he had been getting the brains he was supposed to be getting, he would have been fine. But then to have it go so horribly wrong, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's what I, that's what I do love about this show. And I think we all do is like, it's not afraid to go dark and, and brutal like that. Like that was a, I was a little small story. We didn't even spend that much time with the bus driver it was Harrison. What's his name? Mr. Harrison, I think. And, uh, and yet it felt like a gut punch when, uh, you know, it was revealed that he, you know, he, uh, went after that nurse and she had to shoot him in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, and I think it's also just, they do such a nice job of once again, tying everything together you know in terms of like Peyton being so close to the bus driver story but then how that you know will also play right into everything else going on um and you know it will to some extent I guess cross uh cross into the circles and realms of like live and major and chase graves and uh and just how everything is going down and I I really like how the season so far has been able to again just dial into this this singular idea but then deliver so many different angles and really build out i mean i think more than anything they're doing such a great job of building out this new world and uh how they want us to view it and the little tidbits and side stories that they're uh giving us every week you know that that's sort of they have a big input, like you said, Chris, it's a gut punch. I mean, even though, even something like the Angus story, right? Like, we, obviously, that's just pretty out there and not 
sort of, you know, the it's the most disconnected, or not, not disconnected even, but uh, I guess least interesting at this point. Um, even even the the scene when he's on the when Angus is on the truck, you know, recruiting and like throwing the brains out, and like he stops for the little girl and the kids and everything. Even something like that, you know, it at least presents another aspect in such a tiny and singular moment. It does stop and, and make you think, you know, like, well, damn, like, you know, he's despite you know knowing the character and what and that he might have ulterior motives you know he he could be helping kids like he's helping people to an extent so uh i really enjoy that they're i don't know the different ways that they can expand on on all of this agreed for sure i do have a question Mm. um it's about the whole Major Donnie thing. Like, I don't know how Major got roped into that. Because there wasn't anything, I don't think, connecting it from the last episode. Well, I assume that it was like a... Oh, what's it called? Like a Chase Graves, Blaine kind of off the books operation like i think i think blaine maybe like uh like maybe one of them like maybe blaine had the information of where sloan was and then chase graves had the means to get donnie and major out i don't know because you can even i mean even how they get brought back in they're in like the like the boxes of ice kind of like almost like meat shipments you know I, I looked at it as it was like a. I looked at it as it was like an off the books thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. and like you exactly. said, Chris. I mean, like, it's one of those things where like Chase Graves has to do what's necessary, but he can't, you know, dirty him his uh, own hands or anything. So you know, who does he know that he can work with and to accomplish that? Blaine. Who does he know is familiar with Blaine already and someone he can trust, obviously Major. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like it just all works out. And then, it, you know, like you said, Blaine, because Blaine is the means, you know, for them to go out and come in and everything. And uh... mm. I also loved Blaine's excited reaction to both of them, especially when he called Major G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. It was so good. It just was like... I also don't think I've ever seen Blaine that happy to ever see Donnie. Um, but... So... But it was just a... I don't know. David David Anders' performance there is just a little thing, but it was great. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wish that there was that scene between um, Blaine and uh, Chase Graves. Only because as like a <clears throat> Sorry, as a continuity sort of thing, it just was. It just kind of threw me off. That wait a minute, when did this happen? Because the last we saw Major last week, he was um, pro wrestler pro wrestlering it up at at the scratching post. You know, True. Probably on True. one of my favorite Major brains yet. <laughs> 
I mean, teenage girl brain and pro wrestler brain are very, very tied. For yeah, like but best... we, we, we got a full episode of teenage girl brain, so I think you got to give that the edge. It does get the edge, but the fact that the second he starts talking, I just can't stop laughing because of how <laughs> ridiculous he sounds. He was doing his best Macho Man, man. Best Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Wrestler Brain's up there for it's probably it probably just beats out uh, Zumba Brain from uh, <laughs> I guess was that was that season two or season three? I forget. But uh, that was season season three with uh, Justin. oh right with Justin. It was, yeah, it was in the, I believe the same episode as Teenage Girl Brain. You're right. It, it was at the very end of the episode. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Justin lives boyfriend who didn't die, but still, she's not. <laughs> Man, working. I miss Justin. Well, do we think? By the way, do we think this new guy is gonna be a love interest? What What was his name? He's played by Daniel. Uh, is it Bonjour? He's gonna be a recurring star. Um, uh, he's the other hockey player who works for Mama. Yeah, Daniel Bonjour and he uh, Levon Levon Patch. What I we, mean, what did, we, what did we think of him, guys? What did we think of him? I liked him. Um, I thought, <laughs> but I I liked him. But I mean, I liked him in terms of being, I guess, the first person of like in Mama Leone's. Uh, I guess. In her crew or whatever, he's—I feel like he was the first one we actually got some insight and like time with. So I really liked him as a character involved with all of that, and uh, I, I mean, who knows where it will develop to? I could see him and Liv obviously forming a bond and connection because of their passion. For, you know, taking over and, I guess, carrying on the legacy and everything. Um, and who knows where that leads, but I don't know. I'm excited to see that him as, I guess, a a force and factor in this coyote army, so to speak. Rather than necessarily just, like, the next love interest. Yeah, that he's an ally. Yeah, kind of, kind of, because he's more familiar with this kind of steering, live, you know, in a way, yeah. like kind of, not showing her the ropes necessarily, but helping her, uh, I guess, kind of re, um, revive this movement after Mama Leone's death. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad he's not Tim Timerson. <laughs> God, I hate uh, Tim Timerson. Emerson, man. Oh, man. A whole two yeah. episodes of him, and I'm like, all right, we're good. We're done. He's gone. Thank God. Tim Timerson or Peyton's boyfriend? You know, I have I have to say Tim Timerson's worse than Mr. I Eat Flounder. And I'm, like, as bland as a blank piece of paper. Yeah, no. For sure, for sure. He's still more interesting than a man whose name is Tim Timerson. That's the name of someone whose parents hated him. 
Oh god. Yeah. They definitely again the the writers room they like to have fun with names, man. Um, it's like naming your kid Chris Christensen. You're like, really? Really? I could rock that. <laughs> I I don't know if it'd be no, I don't think I don't know if it'd be uh number four on search good, but it I could I could do that name. <laughs> But, no, because uh, it'd end up being pictures of Hayden Christensen, and no one wants to go down that path. True, true. All that. He, was mar- he was married to Rachel Bilson for a long time, man. Rachel Bilson still have a crush on her from the OC. Come on, guys. OC, Summer Roberts. I mean, I know who you're talking about, but never watched I, the show. Yeah, I know exactly who out. you're talking about. My girlfriend has randomly watched episodes of the show, and I'm like, yeah, I guess that that fits the Orange County stereotypes that we've all come to know and love. But oh, it's, it's, ah. more than a, it's more than a stereotype. It's, it's my favorite show of all time. You watch, watch it, guys. It's on Hulu. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> but, With what yeah. time, Chris? With what time? I don't know. Drop a <laughs> worst show and watch it. I don't know, man. Life. What is it? I have what three shows it? that I watch right now. <laughs> That's uh, it. Um. Real quick, before we wrap up, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't just mention how awesome Rose was yet again as tech, you know, tackling this brain with, you know, the whole missing tooth gag was a great recurring bit. I, still think, <laughs> I think my favorite, my personal favorite moment, though, and I, I don't know if you guys had a different one, was when she slapped Clive on the ass and was just like, uh, wait, where was it? Where is it? Uh, oh, yeah. Copy. Gloves stay on. Good talks, Babs. Go get them. Yeah. Especially because she called them Babs. I was like, yeah. that's so good. So, it was, so good. It was. But I have to say, Blaine going, so we're not going to address the missing two? As he's being interrogated. Because <laughs> he, he yeah. knows he done good. But he he's a weasel like that. So he'll weasel his way cool. out of that. You bring up a really good thing, though, Sean, and I think this is, I mean, for me, this is, like, the last major thing I wanted to touch on. Because, like, this is kind of what spurs Liv's motivation, right? Fillmore Graves, man, like, they're not by the book. Like, they, Mm -hmm. like, they let Blaine go, even though he clearly murdered those people, because it's in Chase Graves' interest to have Blaine on the streets. Yeah. And I think that's what Liv... Because Liv is now going, wow, in this new Seattle, I can't, like, I can't even do the job I used to do. I can't find that fulfillment. I, I'm not needed in that way. Like, I'm being stonewalled by these people. And so this is kind of her rebellion against it and her way of of kind of finding this new use, I guess. Um, that's at least how I saw it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, I think it's... I agree pretty much completely. Um, yeah. I mean, not much else to say about that that you guys haven't really touched on, but it's this is going to get interesting, and it's going to get weird, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> Definitely. I have no idea what to expect in the next episode because I did not watch ne- the next episode preview. So I'm going in completely blind. 
do I do like the title for it. Hmm. I didn't even uh, see that. <laughs> it's uh My Really Fair Lady. Ooh. That could be fun. I'll say this much. That title with the promo without giving anything away with the promo is like I don't know exactly how they work together, but uh, I'm curious. It'll be interesting. So. I just want to know when's the next Ravi Brain. Got to be relatively soon, right? Because he's got to eat one once a month. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it'll depend on... I think that'll uh, probably happen in the next episode or two, maybe. Yeah, his uh, as Liv said again, his time of the month will happen. So, where zombies? Gotta love it. I'm still, I think, the only person who uses that term <laughs> in the entirety of the iZombie fandom. Not one mention of where zombie. Uh, Sean, I quote Mean Girls when I say, "Stop trying to make fat happen. It's never gonna happen." I mean, come on. Come on. I'm just kidding. I like Where Zombies. I like it. You keep doing it. Exactly. I mean, it makes sense. It's like the phases of the moon. It only happens once a month. There you go. There you go. I haven't even seen Zombie Period even mentioned, which is weird because if one's not common, the other one should have been. But nothing. Nothing. Nah. I'm disappointed. We'll see, we'll see though. <laughs> Next episode, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll say something to it. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but is that it for us then this week? In terms of, well, anything? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we pretty much hit everything I uh, had wanted to discuss in the episode. Yeah, scanning through my notes, um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty good with everything I mentioned. I definitely, again, I think this episode sets up a lot of interesting future storylines, whether it's, you know, Liv taking over this operation, whether it's, like, Sloan Mills as the, you know, this new zombie, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um... You know Peyton, like, and how her role in all of this. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff uh, ahead. So, in like a lot of ways, I think this was a table setting episode, despite the fact that you know it does end with that big death scene, which again I thought was really well done. But uh, but yeah, I mean we're getting close to the midway point of the season. I think it's starting. Things are starting to really fall into place. Yeah, I would, I mean, it was only away for, what, a week? So we couldn't even call this a mid-season finale, but it kind of feels that way. With it being, here's the here's the closing of the book on this little mini, mini story. Here's where we're going next. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Like, it definitely feels like a mid-season finale sort of episode. But it's weird because the show doesn't really do mid-season sort of stuff, with the exception of season two. 
Um, yeah, very, very true. So it, it's definitely interesting. But I'm excited to see where this goes. Because now we're getting into some pretty uncharted waters. With uh, Liv sort of taking on this new role. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, we won't know what happens until next week anyways. Or next episode. Whenever that is. Next week? Uh, yeah, April 9th. So, yep, it's uh, this Monday. This coming Monday. Okay. And then we'll be we'll be back on uh, our regular scheduled programming as long as there's no more snowstorms in the Northeast that cause Blaze or me to lose internet or power. So, <laughs> no spring windstorm or winter storms. Yeah. yeah, since it's April, hopefully not, but you never know. We'll see. It is it is the Northeast after all. Nothing makes sense. Mm-mm. Up is down. Left is right. Ugh. Spring is still winter for some strange reason. Yeah. Yeah. We that's uh I think we have two seasons now. We have summer and we have winter, and that is it. So. Eventually everywhere it's just gonna be like SoCal and it's just varying degrees of summer. Cause it's like, ah, slightly cooler summer. Slightly hotter summer. Just summer. I still I still like my four seasons, so hopefully we we get it soon. But yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully next week we'll be we'll be all good. But uh, at least we we're able to get this one in. <laughs> no problems. Alrighty, so is it time for the shameless plugging? <laughs> Always. <laughs> You make it sound so dirty. <laughs> well, this is where everyone takes their shots. At this part of the episode. Right? Yeah. Isn't there an shots. iZombie radio? Isn't this the iZombie radio drinking game out there? It, I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Blaze and I will start doing that on the podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't advise it. <laughs> Especially if any of the me-isms end up on the drinking list. Y'all are going to get wasted quickly. Oh, man. Oh. All right, plugging. Who's who's going to plug first? Not me, because I usually do it first. I'll go first. <laughs> Sounds you... good, Blaze. You can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, I have been catching up with Flash Reviews, so that uh, will finally be back on a normal schedule. Check those out, tvovermind.com. And um, I do, you know, I will do Riverdale Reviews, Chris, I promise you that. And uh, (laughs) I'm pumped that CW shows are renewed because it means that we have more Supergirl to write about and Riverdale and... um, uh, you know, in the future, and I'm pumped to uh, continue covering all of it. So, 
you can check all of those out and uh yeah just see what i'm up to on there chris yeah uh similarly uh, you can catch my reviews of arrow uh riverdale and uh supergirl when uh supergirl comes back which i think is in two weeks um, Blaze and I always switch on and off with Riverdale and Supergirl. And then, uh, yeah, next week, two new girl comes back. So, uh, if you're a big fan of that show, I've been covering it since season two on TV, never mind. Hoping to get screeners for this last season, so, cause it make it easier for me to cover. But, uh, yeah. And then, uh, all, uh, as always, too, my iZombie reviews are on there. And you can find all that, um, on my Twitter, at CKinger13. Uh, yeah, and anything and everything I'm doing, you can find there. So uh, thank you guys as always for listening, and we appreciate it. And you guys can find me at SnarkySean on Twitter. Um, so I guess I decided I was going to rewatch all all of Power Rangers, and now I'm tweeting my thoughts about it. So it's still happening. It's just, that, I, yeah. That's your time for the OC, Sean. I'm sorry, but 873 episodes of Power Rangers, three movies, and 33, no, wait, almost 40 issues of a comic book of comics. You've just just disqualified (laughs) yourself. We're done here. Good day, sir. I'll allow a pass to watch Ivan Ooze over the OC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Missing, you guys are missing out, but whatever. whatever. It, it'll it'll still be there when I uh, when I finish. Um, but there you can also find my stuff for the Marvel Report, whatever that might be. There's a bunch of stuff there. So, um, and then my various other podcasts: Delicious Flavor, The Psych One. And then we've got Geekishly Toku, the superhero slash Power Ranger one. Um, but then, moving on to this show, you can find us, the show, on Twitter at iZombie Radio, Facebook at iZombie Radio. Uh, we don't have an Instagram, I don't think, do we? Was that a thing that we never did? All right, I'll take the uh. silence and no. <laughs> I'll take the silence as a no. No, <laughs> we we do not. Okay. Um, iZombieRadio.com, where you can also find these episodes. Um, we're on the various various podcasting platforms of your choice. If we're not there, you can add us there. I think we have a link on our site that's just our RSS feed stuff, so you just add that to whatever podcast player you have and we'll be there um but please please rate and review our show on itunes or whatever you listen to every bit of feedback matters allows us to improve on the show and it sort of brings us to more people so that way more people can tell us what we're doing wrong, like me saying like all the time. Um, because I'm from Southern California. We say like all the time after every other word almost. Um, 
But yeah, just do that. Um, tweet us your thoughts after each episode. We'll read them. Usually, um, I don't think we actually had any this time. I don't know. It was too far back in the past to remember if anyone tweeted us about it. So we're sorry no, no, if we didn't read your stuff. No feedback. No feedback. No nothing. Okay. Well, shame on you all for not saying anything. Because now you, you missed your chance to make me feel bad. I, I, I can't even right now. Uh, but with that, we'd like to thank you guys for sticking around, tuning in with us. And um, we'll see you for the next round of iZombie.